0: Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us is a senior fellow with the Ethics and Public Policy Center, Jim Capretta. Jim, thanks so much for your time.
1: You're welcome. Glad to be with you.
0: Okay, I have a very simple question for you. right now. Do you agree that right now Republicans look horrible, awful, bad, lousy, or some other even stronger uh, word?
1: Well, can I pick all of the above? <laughs> I, don't been, I don't think it's been a very good uh, month for Republicans, because I think they made, you know, I'm, I'm with a lot of other people, I think it was a tactical mistake to signal in advance that you're, you would be shutting down the government unless you got your way on defunding the health care law. I think that sent all the wrong signals. Everybody knew it wouldn't work. I mean, why would the president agree to defund his signature initiative? It just sounded all the wrong notes. And it made it look like you were, you know, putting you know, putting everybody else in the... In, uh, in harm's way because you 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 wanted to get your way and so i think that was a, a big tactical mistake and it backfired kind of predictably so it's been a, a bad a bad stretch in that regard but i i think it's a temporary uh state of affairs and i think uh the larger question will be over the next 6 months will be how does the healthcare law look to the american people 6 months from now well
0: let me interrupt you right there because i wanted to ask you a second question Uh, Which is acknowledging that Republicans have beaten themselves in the face with a shovel for a month and now handed the shovel to the Democrats. Who would you rather be 12 months from today when it's time for the November 2014 elections? The I love Obamacare and I fought to the death to keep it just the way it is or the I hate Obamacare and I tried to do something about it team?
1: I'd, I'd rather be on the latter team. I think they're going to be in a better position. I think The healthcare law's initial year is going to be very, very rocky. I think that beyond the difficulties of people signing up and all of the technical problems associated with it, which is going to be a big mess for many, many months, I think the sticker shock is still going to be there. That is, once people get through the technological mess, even when they get to the point of actually seeing the coverage options, people that are basically healthy but need health insurance for their families. Are going to be really shocked by the premiums they're going to have to pay, as well as the very large deductibles. I mean, a lot of these plans will be, you know, kind of plans where you're going to be paying two, three hundred dollars a month, and you're still going to have to face a four thousand dollar deductible. And I think it's going to strike a lot of people as very, very expensive for what you're
0: getting. Uh, Jim, give us some specifics about the rollout. I mean, I'm seeing reports that in some states they've had literally one person sign up, that uh, the uh, people who are signing up, uh, best we can tell from the limited amount of information, that many of them aren't signing up to pay, but rather they're signing up to get. They're going to be shifted onto Medicaid, so they're going to make the funding problem worse, not better. Are those reports even close to true?
1: They're all true. Yeah, I I think the 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 rollout we all thought was going to be very, very bad. It's turned out to be far, far worse than anyone expected. Uh, the, the federal government has totally messed this up. That they, they have got a system that is essentially unworkable. It has multiple layers of problems. They are trying and their best to put a good face on it. That they're about to, you know, fix it and make it incrementally better, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I really don't see any evidence of that emerging. Uh, they have problems beyond. The user interface problems, that is, where the person gets on a computer and tries to sign up, that's obviously a huge problem now and it's essentially not working. But beyond that, once pro- someone does sign up and they submit information, all the data that's coming out the back end to the insurance companies about the subsidies and the premium payments, all that information is garbled and is unusable at the moment. So the system is working on, you know, is not working on both levels, both at the front end and on the back end fixing that is going to be very, very difficult on the fly. So they have a huge challenge. Enrollment is very low. Uh, there's a very strong likelihood that the people that are really eager to sign up and will sign up through this big mess are going to be less healthy. So you're going to have a very high risk of a adverse selection death spiral. Uh, and so, you yeah, know, the whole thing is off to a terrible start. And I'd... I'd I think they may make some progress in the next three months, but will it, be enough, will it be enough to overcome the awful start they're off to? I doubt it.
0: So what happens if people are trying to sign up as required by law and they are actually still unable to sign up? They can't get a price for their insurance when the mandate begins. Are the, uh, uh, is the Obama administration simply going to say, stinks to be you, just keep trying, and you'll have to be uninsured for a while because we can't sign you up?
1: I think that's, that's their line for the moment. Their line for the moment, of course, is, oh, well, we still have time. We'll try to get this worked out before January 1 when everybody's supposed to be on coverage. But remember, there's 16 or so million people out there in individual insurance plans today. They have insurance, and they're, being, they're getting letters literally now and they will over the next month telling them that their insurance plan is being canceled, and they're going to have to move to an insurance plan on their state exchange. That's the new law that the, they could have been grandfathered, but that's only if the insurance plan didn't change any, you know, any <laughs> provision right. that was in the previous coverage. So most of the plans aren't grandfathered. So are you serious? there are out you, of there them. are seriously going to they're, they're they're be thrown into this process. I just yeah. said,
0: so there are about 15 million people who are going to learn, lose their current coverage. Is that the number we're working with?
1: Yes. I mean, that's for sure. Those are the people that are have individual insurance today. And they're going to lose that insurance today, and they're going to be told to go in to get into the exchanges and get their insurance through the new exchange system. Now, they might be able to get something similar to what they have right. today. But they won't be able to if they
0: can't get on the computer. Right, they won't exactly. be able to if they don't have a price. Exactly.
1: Right, exactly. Here in Massachusetts,
0: so, we've been on the you know, Obamacare system since Mitt Romney put it in place. And we had uh, one, of, uh, one of the people that works on my radio show up in New England, She's been very happy with her coverage. Uh, she found out that two of her kids who happen to work in her business, they're older, they're early 20s, that their policy will be ended. And she went on the exchange and found something. And once again, we've been doing this for years now. This isn't brand new. And she tried to sign up for it. and She couldn't. She couldn't. She couldn't. Spent hours. Finally, she got someone on the phone. They said, you can't sign up for anything. We don't have the prices yet. We're having to retool all of our prices based on the, the ACA. And we don't know what they're going to be yet. So she knows her kids' insurance is being canceled, but she has no idea what it's going to cost to enroll them. And that's in Massachusetts, which is the state that's the farthest down the line.
1: Yeah, no, it's terrible. I mean, you, you, imagine if you're in a state that has no experience whatsoever in any of this, and right. you're trying to move all these millions of people into a new system. It's going to be a big mess. So if you're There's the
0: Republicans and you're, you know, the party of people who've been saying Obamacare stinks, Obamacare stinks, I think it's safe to say that regardless of your politics— we can all agree that the Democrats are more than ever the Obamacare party and Republicans are more than ever the anti-Obamacare party. Um, What do you do as the anti-Obamacare party today? Do you go on the attack? Do you sit back and wait for things to get really, really bad? Do you keep making arguments? Do you try to change or fix small parts of it in the course of the upcoming negotiations that are going to last into February? What should we do, James?
1: I think we should keep pressing the case. I really do think that It will resonate with the public uh, if Republicans continue to make the argument, we shouldn't be making individuals enroll in a system with so much uh, uncertainty, problems, dysfunction associated with it. It's just not fair to them to force them out of perfectly good insurance and make them go into an insurance system that isn't working and uh, make them pay a lot more in many, many cases, in fact, most cases even after the subsidies are taken into account so if republicans stick to that message that we want to give relief to workers to individuals that they don't have to go into this new system in 2014 let the administration work out its kinks so to speak and we'll take it to the voters in 2014 about whether or not this was a good idea i think if they make that the top line talking point they can get a lot of resonance with the voters. The voters will say that's a reasonable position to take. And don't shut the government down over it. Don't take it to an absolutist kind of position. Don't say, this is so important I'm willing to shut down the government and not raise the debt limits and you know do all these things that uh, can easily be caricatured as extreme. So uh, don't do that, but uh, at the same time make it very clear that this is your Uh, top priority and on cooperating on other things will necessitate concessions on this point
0: james capretta senior fellow with the ethics and public policy center thanks so much for joining us here on the weekly standard podcast this has been the weekly standard podcast please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates i'm your host michael graham